0: Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, characters named after famous authors, supernatural powers that do unusual things, angry mafiosos, procedural antics, and were-tigers. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Monger Review, Episode 377, Bungo Stray Dogs. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, Aloha Bonjour, and what's up? Hope you've been doing well. Hope you've been doing great. I've been doing kind of okay. Almost halfway through the month, psyched about all the things that are going on. We do have our event coming up soon, which is well Anime Next online and we have two panels going for that and I've been working on that. Also been reading some mangas and watching some good TV shows. But hope you've been doing well. Hope you're doing great. Hope you've been reading some great mangas and finding some online. Well right now it's kind of hard but we'll talk about that in our news section. Uh anyway, before I forget if you're joining us for the first time welcome. Sparkin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. Pretty much what that means is every episode we talk about one or two geeky topics and tell you the pros and cons about it. And since this is the manga review, obviously we talk about manga, so I tell you the pros and cons about each of these mangas, how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the design work, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirakn.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Apple Music, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N in any of those sites, and I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. Like us, follow us, and if you want to do something really cool, you can go to tinyurl.com forward slash H-E-L-P-X-A-N, that's Help Zan, and that'll take you to our iTunes comment page where you can leave comments and review for the podcast. Rate us, like us, and let us know how we're doing. It's like putting a tip in the tip jar because I don't charge for this podcast yet, but it keeps me going since I've been doing this since 2008. So, anyway, now that all that loveliness is out of the way, hope you guys have been doing good and you've been sticking around. This summer has been crazy. We're almost halfway through 2020, and it's been a weird year. So, some of the things to get out of the way since I did do all the shilling. Remember, if you have any comments or concerns, you can email me personally at zan. That's xan at spirekin.com. We're on all those other sites, like I said, and... Let's get to the big thing. The big news is that we've reformatted it again. Yes, we're changing the design of the podcast again because we've been working on the flow and we figured out the perfect way to do this. Because a lot of people have been commenting on they like the uh news before the review, some people like the review before the manga releases, they don't like the review with the manga releases, so I figured out how to do this. So officially what we're gonna do is we're gonna have our new segment, then the review, then the new manga releases, and then that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, which will dictate what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode three hundred and seventy-eight. But so that way it flows a little better, and you get your news and you get your podcast review, so it's kinda awesome. So, anyway, let's get to it, shall we? Because it's time for the manga news for the week, and we've got some pretty big news. Now, first off, in spring of twenty twenty one. Fanfare and Ponet Mon, the people who publish one of my favorite mangas of all time, Disappearance Diary, will be publishing three new manga series that are going to be coming out. The first one is going to be Masayuki Kasumi and Tanaguchi's Solitary Gourmet, or Kodoku no Gourmet in English. Now this is a manga that follows a solitary salaryman named Goro Inagashira as he travels all over Japan and samples the local cuisine found on street corners. Now this manga has introduced several people to new cuisines and new actual restaurants, and it has inspired eight live-action TV series as well as several TV specials starring Yitaki Matsuhige. So, this is gonna be pretty cool to actually get this in written in English. The next thing they're gonna be releasing, which is in December 15th, 2020, they're gonna be releasing Jiro Taniguchi's A Journal of My Father, slash Chichi no Koyomi, the manga. Now, this is about Yoichi Yamashita, a man who is informed at his job that his father passed away. So he journeys back to his hometown after an absence of well over a decade since he's seen his father. And as he's at the funeral for his father, his childhood memories start to resurface. And through all of the people he talks to and the memories that he shares with his family, he discovers the man he had long considered, an absentee and rather cold father. So this one is going to be one that's going to make you cry laugh, it's going to be a cathartic experience I think. Now the last new manga that Fanfare and Ponet Mon is going to be releasing is going to be in November 2020, and they're going to be t- publishing Yukari Takanami's I Wish I Could Say Thank You or Arigatote Letenara," Nara the Manga. Now this is a story about a young woman who's had a very chaotic love-hate relationship with her mother. But when her mother is diagnosed with advanced stage pancreatic cancer, which is once it lives, she is faced with a dire situation. How do you say goodbye and thank you to a woman who's been domineering and difficult your whole life, especially when that person is your mother? So, it seems to me that the these mangas that have been released for this series are very cathartic stuff. I mean, yes, you have Solitary Gourmet, which is going to be realistic uh, gourmet locations and trying different foods, but the other two are dealing with loss of your parents. So I'm kind of fascinated by that. These could be really great or they could be really terrible. When they come out, I'm probably going to have to put both on the wheel of manga and compare both of them to see which one is the stronger of the two stories. Is it the one where you're having to learn the secrets behind the absentee parent or the one where you have to deal with the dominating parent? going to have to wait and see. I'm intrigued though because this was one of those stories apparently that Yukari Takanumi recounted that it was like based on a real story so that's kind of cool that she's letting us into her life a little bit. Anyway other news so also in spring of 2021 Yen Press has licensed Motoki Yoshihara's manga adaptation of Asato Asato's 86, 86 light novel series. Now the first volume of the manga will be released in December 2020, so that's not terrible. We have that coming out. Now, on November 14th, 2020, Keiko Nishia is launching a new manga in Shouakouken's Zokan Flowers magazine. We have no word on what it is, but I'm guessing it's going to be pretty good because Keiko nishi is actually a really good manga. So, on August 29th, 2020, which is coming up, Yoshino Origuchi, the creator of Monster Misume, is going to be launching a Monster Misume novel titled Monster Masume, Monster Girl, Hello Walk. Now this novel will be about exchange students who at the request of Smithson, will gather together with Mon members and childrens of very familiar, quote unquote, Monster Girls for work experience. So this is a sequel to Monsume. I don't know how this is going to go because the series was essentially just a, an etchy porn. So it's going to be written like this. So is it going to come off like a Harlequin book or is it going to come off as actually a good manga? a good light novel. We're going to have to wait and see. Now, on August 17th, one of the most popular mangas out right now, created by Reiji Miyajima, Rent-A-Girlfriend, or Kanojo Okare Shimas, is going to be getting a manga anthology inspired by that manga, and now the anime series because the anime series just came out. And this is going to be released in Konancha's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine. Now, the anthology is going to include work from a lot of mangakas. Just to name a few of them, you have Wataru, Agashingo, creator of My Dad's the Queen of All VTubers. You have Masakune Igarashi, creator of Senryu Girl. Meguru Ueno, creator of Hajimete no Gal. Yosuke Kaneda, creator of Boarding School Juliet. Taka Kawamura, creator of Soryuke, Izikai Cheat Magician. You have the mangaka known as Kogetau Koge, the creator of The Ryu's Work is Never Done. You have Masaki Goto, Kurasakurai. Sakurai. Norio Sakurai, creator of Matsudome, you have Koji Kojiseo, creator of Fuka, you have Shinpei Funatsu, creator of Kindachi Shonen no Jikubo Guide Haninin Tachi no Jikubo, you have Pio, the creator of the Melancholy of Haruhi Susumiya, you have Mosoka, creator of kazume Can't You Read the Room, and you have Sochiro Yamamoto, creator of Teasing Master Tagachi-san, so all these people are coming together for a Rent-A-Girlfriend manga anthology, so I am curious to see what each one of them is going to do and how it's going to go. We have to wait for August 17th, which is kind of a fun day in general during the year. Anyway, let's get on with this. So on August 12th, Satsuki Yoshino, creator of Barakamon, is launching a new manga in Monthly shonen Ganken Magazine, no title at this time. Also on August 12th, Atsushi Kaneko is launching a new manga titled Evil in Kadokawa's Comic Bean Magazine. This one, we don't know anything about the plot. The day before that, on August 11th, Ayoko Mangaka of Earl and Fairy will be launching a new manga titled Haro to Arashi, or Spring in Story. Now this is going to be released in Shuyosha's Bisatsu Margaret Magazine. And this is a sundry love story where a sadistic but handsome boy falls in love. This one seems kind of on par, especially if you've read Earl and Fairy. Anyway, this is kind of a big news coming out. But on July 22nd through 25th, which is next week, at San Diego Comic-Con at Home, which you can watch for free on YouTube, Kodansha will be hosting an online panel celebrating the 10-year anniversary of the finale of Hiroyuki Takai's original Shaman King manga series, which ran for 35 volumes. Now, this panel will feature Kodansha Comics, Misaki Kido, Ben Applegate, and Ivan Salazar. And there's going to be some exclusive announcements and sneak peeks for the Shaman King franchise. Now, fun fact, Viz had published all 32 volumes of the original Shaman King manga, which I have like two volumes of, but they lost the license. It's now listed under Kodansha. So, kind of fun little fact there. wonder if that's going to be worth money. I hmm, don't know. Anyway, so also at SDCC at home, Viz Media said they're going to be launching a panel featuring mangaka Junji Ito. What will that be about? I have no idea, but he's out of his fucking mind, so I'm intrigued to watch that. Also, I think it might have to do with the Uzumaki cartoon, which is supposed to be on Funimation and Adult Swim. I wonder how horrifying that's going to be. Uh, On July 20th, which is... A couple days from now, the final chapter of Haruichi Furudate's sports manga Haikyuu will be released in Weekly Shonen Jump. That's right, Haikyuu is ending, and it's going to be next Monday. It's kind of crazy. Now, this manga has had 43 volumes in several anime series, and it's kind of sad to see Haikyuu go, because it's a bit a long-running sports manga that is not bad. We know a lot of fans who love Haikyuu. If you've read Haikyuu and love it, Let us know what you think. I've actually put on the Wheel of Manga this week to see if I can finally spin it so I can review it before it ends. Anyway, also in that issue of Weekly Shonen Jump, there's going to be a special one-shot of Asimo Akimoto's Kochikame manga. The story of a group of police officers in a really slow town and their stupid antics. Uh, Really funny and weird series, very Japanese. And this manga ended in September 2016, but they always released a couple of one-shot specials. Last one was last year, which was like the main character accepted an award. So I'm curious to see what that one's about. Either way, our last bit of news is kind of big. This is huge news. And it turns out that Amazon, the company where most of us get a lot of shit from that's owned by the richest man in the world has delisted several light novel and manga series from their services in Kindle. That means you can't get them anymore. They just poofed and disappeared. And Alanga, the companies didn't know what the hell was going on. However, after some research, turns out that J-Novel Club president Sam Panaski found out something, and he addressed this on Tuesday. Um, his announcement, and I'm reading this verbatim from Anime News Network. Sorry, gotta just... Read the statement. Um, he explained his experience with Amazon Kindle support regarding the delisting of some of its titles on Amazon Kindle uh, was unusual, according to Penansky. J Novel Club attempted to get in touch with Amazon Kindle support after the delisting of some of their titles in early May and June, beginning with two volumes of How Not to Summon Demon Lord* in early May. Despite several Inquiries over the course of weeks, Pinaski stated that he received no detailed reason from Amazon regarding the delisting with Amazon only saying that it reserved the right to determine what was considered appropriate on its platform. According to Pinaski, Amazon Kindle support does not have the capacity to communicate directly with the Kindle content review team, with inquiries requiring at least a week to process. Meanwhile, Yen Press issued a statement regarding the delisting of some of its titles for digital purpose on Amazon Kindle, noting that Amazon determined that some Yen Press titles did not fall within their global content guidelines. While Yen Press acknowledged that the delisting were Amazon's prerogative, it nevertheless expressed disappointment and added that other retailers still currently have the titles available. Now, J Novel Club also stated they didn't receive notification of the delisting from Amazon and only were made aware of it due to messages from users. In addition, J Novel Club know that those who had already purchased the books digitally will still be able to read it and re-download them from their Amazon account. Now, also, all of the current digital copies still have the physical version available for purchase on Amazon for some of the series, but a lot have been lost, which kind of sucks. That means that if you want to get a lot of light novels, you're gonna have to go through alternate Realtors in order to get these light novels. Now, personally, I would say go Barnes & Nobles or WriteStuff.com and know they do not pay me for it. You can also go through J-Novel just to get the digital copies. But here are the titles that have been delisted, and that's a lot. You have Operetta from Commonplace to World, Strongest, the light novel, volume 6. This was released by J-Novel Club. How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, light novels, volume 3, 6 through 8, and 10. Um, you still, surprisingly, get them available on... Amazon.co.japan, and this was released by J-Novel Club. You have Mixed Bathing in Another Dimension, the Light Novel Volume 6, by J-Novel Club. You have There Was No Secret Evil Fighting Organization, Seriously, So I Made One Myself, Light Novel Volume 1, from J-Novel Club. You have Infinite Stratos, the Light Novel Volume 3 and 8, from J-Novel Club. You have Siri Genzoku Spirit Chronicles, Light Novel Volume 4, by J-Novel Club. Grimgar, A Fancy and Ash, the light novel volume one from J Novel Club. You have uh, Lazy Dungeon Master, light novel volume two, volume eight. Uh, the Greatest Magic Master's Retirement Plan, light novel volume one through six, again J Novel Club. Clockwork Planet, light novels volume one through four by J Novel Club. I Shall Survive Using Potions, light novels one through four and the manga one through three. Again released by J Novel Club, which is really crazy. Now one that really hurts me. No game, no life, the light novels, released by Yen Press, Orimo, the manga from Dark Horse Comics, Arrow Manga Sensei, the manga, Mixed Bathing in another Dimension Volume 5, the manga by j Novel Club, and finally Wild Times with a Fake Fake Princess Volume 1. This really kind of sucks because there's some really great light novels, and I've been really getting into the light novel game, and they're all great stories. I'm confused as to why a lot of them were taken off. I mean, some of them I get, but I don't know. Is it because the cover is too risque? Is it because the content is too risque? I don't know. We'd have to wait and find out what is going on. But if you're affected by this, let me know. Email me at zanatsparker.com. Let me know what your opinion is on this situation. Do you think that it's a great uh, situation? Do you think it's horrifying? What? Let me know. Anyway, so now that the news is done, let's actually get to the manga review of the episode. And this is actually one I've been waiting to do for a while. So, if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, The Wheel of Manga. And it dictated to be reviewing a manga that was written by Kafka Asagiri and illustrated by Sango Harukawa. It was published by Karakoa Shoten and also by Yen Press. It was originally released in manga magazine Young Ace. It is a set in series that original run was 2012 to f- present. There are 18 manga volumes and there are seven light novel volumes written by a different author. So this was adapted into a light novel series and it is an action supernatural mystery series. And the name of this manga is Bungo Stray Dogs. So to describe Bungo Stray Dogs is very easy. We have our main character, Atsuki, who pretty much is starving to death. He was kicked out of the orphanage that he lived at. He's been gone for like two weeks and he's dying slowly, so he doesn't know what to do. And he figures, you know what, since I'm going to die anyway, let me mug the next person I see and I'll get money for food. Smart move. First group he sees, nope. Second group is a bunch of military police, nope. And then he sees a pair of legs floating down the river. He's like, what the hell? He's like, nah, that's a dead person. And it still moves, and it turns out that that's a guy who tried to kill himself. And he introduces himself as Desai, Osamu Desai. And he's a guy who was trying to kill himself and feels kind of bad about it. But, so he says, you know what? I'll pay for your dinner for you. Uh, But he's like, but my wallet kind of fell down the river, so my friend will pay for it. And his friend shows up, his friend, who introduces himself is named Dopo Kunakida. And he's this kind of meticulous weirdo who has a book and he's constantly writing, and he ends up buying Atsushi some food, specifically tea over rice. That's what he was dreaming about in the first page, and that's what he wants. And he eats like 30 pages of it, or 30 bowls of it. And he's so happy about eating this very cheap peasant food, but he's kind of wondering what's going on. It turns out that, They are detectives, that Dopo and Osamu are detectives. And they're working on a case that's worth a lot of money. See that there's apparently a giant tiger running around causing problems. And the tiger being captured is worth 700,000 yen. Or is it 7 million? Couldn't really tell, but it's that much. A lot of money, and Atsuji's freaking out because that tiger has been following him for a while. He's why Atsuji was kicked out of the orphanage, and every place he goes to, this tiger shows up and scares him. And the last time you saw him was four days ago, in a town, maybe an hour away. So, Osamu says, fine, uh, how about this? You come with me, I'll pay for your dinner for you, okay? You come, we'll go to the warehouse, you'll be the bait, we'll catch it. And as they're sitting there, Desai finally says, Osamu Dazai says, you know what I think? I think it's kind of crazy that it's following you around, yet it hasn't hurt you. And, well, long story short, we find out the truth. The tiger, this giant white tiger, is Atsuchi. He doesn't remember because he's a were-tiger. And this is a world where people have mystical abilities, and Osamu Desire reveals his power. He's able to nullify anyone else's power. Because he and Dopo are members of the Armored Detective Agency, a group of detectives who do things that the government can't do, and they solve crime using mystical abilities. And there's several people in the world who have mystical abilities, and each one of them uses it for good or bad. And this group of weirdos, they're the ones who try to save the day. And they've decided after capturing Atsuchi, is they're going to make him their new project, and he's going to be their new employee. So Atsuchi... The poor kid who got kicked out of an orphanage who's super depressed about his life is now a member of a group of psychopaths who are in a detective agency and tasked with tackling various cases and events taking place within Yokohama. And this place is crazy. And there's other groups that they're dealing with. They're members of the Port Mafia members, including one member who is connected to Osami Desai and that is Ryosuke Akutagawa. There's also a bounty on Atsuchi's head because of the black market, so the $7 million is still on his head no matter what. And then there's a mysterious group called the Fellowship of the Guild who's trying to cause problems. And all of this does some great things. It's a very compelling story, but that's not what makes this manga interesting. Remember the names I said? I said... You have Atsuchi. Atsuchi Nakajima. You have Osami Desai, Dopo Kinikide. And one of the other detectives is named Ranpo Itagawa. All of the characters in this story are named after famous poets, authors, or literary writers. And everything connected to them is really based on these writers. For example, Atsushi. He's based off of the writer Atsuchi Nakajima, who in 1942 wrote a story, Sengetsuki, which was about a 32-year-old character who uncontrollably transforms into a tiger. And so they adapted it and made it into the main gimmick of the main character. You have Osami Desai, who we've talked about in a manga a long time ago, in a, about a book that was adapted into a manga, written at least by several companies. The one that we reviewed was the one that was for Vertical Inc., called no longer human. And his power is called no longer human. And that's the ability to nullify powers with a touch. And he's based totally off of Osamu Dazai. which is pretty intriguing. You have Dopo Kinekide, who is the based off of Dopo Kirikire, the very famous Japanese poet, who was also known as the Lone Poet. And his power is kind of cool. He has a notebook that he writes into. And whatever he writes into there can be brought into existence, as long as it isn't larger than the notebook itself. Which is pretty badass. Then finally, for our main good guys, I mean, there's like six other ones. But the other one I want to highlight is Ranpo Itagawa, who's based off of Itagawa Ranpo, the mystery novelist who wrote a character who's very similar to Sherlock Holmes, but is different. And the way he's designed is he is a self-proclaimed detective who has no powers. But he has his super deduction. He puts on his glasses and he's able to figure everything out because he's a crazy person. Now, it's not just Japanese authors. One of the major villains, the leader of the Fellowship of the Guild, is Francis Scott Key Fitzgerald. Or F. Scott Fitzgerald, creator of The Great Gadsby. I was like, well, are you fucking kidding me? Another character is Herman Melville, who his power is Moby Dick. Just for the puns itself, this is a a genius manga. It's very crazy, very weird. It is slow. I'll give you that. The first volume is only four chapters long. It's super slow. But then from there, it picks up speed and gets really, really good. It's fun. It's weird. It's procedural. And all the characters are different and unique in various ways. And it's not the typical trope abilities. It's not, oh, this one has telepathy. This one has pyrokinesis this one becomes intangible this one's telekinetic no it's everybody's are random and weird one is whenever he gets hungry he's able to have super strength being vulnerable another one her ability is she could heal you but you have to be close to death so what she does is if you're hurt she will injure you further to make you able to be healed and i didn't even get into the whole thing with uh Desire's whole suicidal tendency that his running gag is that he tries to kill himself in various ways and it never works out. Like the first time they meet him, he tried to drown himself. The next time he's looking at a thing, he's going to hang himself. But no, that won't work out. Another time he puts himself into a barrel trying to crush himself, he realizes this isn't a way to kill yourself. It's a torture s- scenario. This won't work. Help me get out. Every character is fully realized and they're all very different. It does get a little slow after the second volume, but it's still engaging and intriguing. I've got to give this really, really, really cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will slow up, your soul will freeze in you. your soul before it's the great soul blah, ha, 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 Oh, speaking of which, uh, for our rating system, it uh, was brought to my attention recently that some people think that my rating system's a little weird, I love the phrases, but you think I should change them a little bit to be a little more modernistic? Get rid of some of the more messed up language. For example, for our movie review, one of our lower ratings is have it on the background while surfing the internet for porn. You think I should just change it to have it on the background while surfing the internet? Make it a little easier? Or you think I should keep the little vulgar elements that make it just unique? Let me know. Email me at zanspirecon.com. Let me know what you thought about Bungo Stray Dogs. Do you watch the series? Do you read the manga? Do you read the light novels? What do you think? Is there a difference between the light novel and the manga? Let me know. So now that that's out of the way, now that the review is done, there's only two more things left to do. First off, we have the manga releases for the week. This came out yesterday, July 14th, and there were 17 releases, and I gotta admit, I was excited for a couple of these. I mean... Some, not so much, but a lot I'm excited for. First off, we had A Certain Scientific Railgun, Astro Buddy, Volume 3. A Man and His Cat, Volume 2, the manga. Alice and Zoroku, Volume 7. Case Closed, Volume 75. And I was shocked it was 75 volumes of Case Closed, but yeah. You have Grimgar, Fantasy, and Ash, The Light Novel, Volume 13. I wonder if that's going to be delisted. But I'm excited to get that one, because I really like Grimgar. It's weird. That series got so strange, but I'm still addicted to it. Uh, High Rise Invasion, volume 13 to 14. Still a good series. Himoto Umaru-chan, volume 10. Kingdom of Z, volume 1. Marked for Failure, the World's Strongest Sage Reincarnates for a Do-Over, volume 1. Our Wonderful Days, volume 3. Persona 5, volume 3. Radiant, volume 12. Record of Grand Crest War, Volume 7. Now, this is the manga that was written by the guy who worked on Record of Lotos. So, if you like Record of Lotos, this one's actually really good. Uh, Renee Volume 34, which, for those of you who are Rumiko Takahashi fans, this is a good one to get. Splatoon, Squid Kids, Comedy Show, Volume 1. Wonderland, Volume 6. And Worlds and Harem, Fantasia, Volume 3. For me, it's going to be Record of Grandcrest, Radiant, Marked for Failure, Himoto Umaru-chen, High-Rise Invasion, uh, Man and His Cat, Grimgar and Fantasy, and yeah, those are what I'm excited for. What are you guys excited for? Let me know. Spyrokin at or zanspyrokin.com. So, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at, like I said, dot gma- com rather. You can email me personally, it's we or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and all those other social media sites. Just read the show notes, and we have a list for every single one of those. We also have a Discord channel that, if you're interested in finding out more of, you can email me personally to find the thing and rant about manga or anime, or put notes for the Wheel of Manga. And now that all that's out of the way, let's get to the part that so many of you have been waiting for. It's time for that one, that only, the... <laughs> Yes, friends, the wheel of manga, except no substitute. What is the wheel of manga? The wheel of manga is a wheel of fortune with ten slots on it. What we're going to do is we're going to spin the wheel of manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what we're reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review episode three hundred seventy-eight. We've got some great titles on here, some weird titles, and one which I'm just shocked I put on here. But we're going to see. So let's spin and see. What we're going to review the next episode. Number three so in the next episode i'm reviewing a manga about a kid whose parents sell his soul to a demon and he goes to high school what are we talking about talking about welcome to demon school irumakun i'm excited to read this one we'll see how it is thank you guys for listening as usual hope you guys enjoyed this i've been your host zan i'm Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time and keep reading manga see ya